quiet, please. Quiet, please. This episode of Quiet, Please, written by Willis Cooper, directed by Chuck and Megan Mara, and featuring Jessica Lee, is entitled The Room Where the Ghosts Live. No. No, no, I, I won't let you take me out of the house. No, I'm going to stay right here. I'm sorry, Doctor. But Claire, we've got to get you to a hospital. Now, now stop being a fool. I won't. I'm going to die anyway, and I don't want to die in an ambulance somewhere out on an icy road between here and town. I'm sorry, that's final. I can't do anything for you here, Claire. Maybe I don't want you to do anything for me, Doctor. I'm going to call the ambulance. How? By telephone, of course. The telephone isn't working. Oh, that's right. I forgot. It's funny, isn't it? What? What a couple of days of snow can do. No lights. No heat. No water. It's just like the days when they lived here. When who lived here? The ghosts. Open your mouth. What for? Thermometer. I'm not raving, doctor. Well, let's see anyway. You feel any pain? Sure. Worse than it was? A little. A little morphia won't hurt. <laughs> Good thing I decided to stop in for a cup of coffee. You might have died here, I mean, all by yourself. I'm gonna die anyway. Not if I can help it. You can't help it. Now stop it. <laughs> Let me have your arm. <gasps> all right, now, now that'll relieve the pain in a minute or two. Okay. I could take you to the hospital in my car. No. And I think I will. No. Claire, what's got into you? I mean, what do you want to die for? Take the thermometer. No, I mean, not yet. There's there's nothing wrong with you. You, You've been the happiest. You've got everything to live for. No. Then to go and shoot yourself? Yep. Where did you get that pistol anyway? A gift. Didn't you know it was loaded? Sure. That powder and bullet has probably been in there for 50 years. Longer than that. What? Longer than that. Well, then, uh, there's no telling what kind of infection you can get from that bullet. I'm going to die, that's all. Let's see that thermometer. High temperature, huh? Yes, it's pretty high. I guess you're not going to the hospital after all, Claire. Told you that, Doctor. You couldn't fool me with that higher temperature. That's fine, but I told you I wasn't going to be moved anyway, so you see? Who gave you this pistol? The British Colonel. What British Colonel? His name's on the lock. Lieutenant Colonel Robert Charles Graves, 17th Regiment of Foot, 1774. Ancestor, the father gave it to you? No, he gave it to me himself. Yesterday. Claire, how could that be? He's... one of the ghosts. I see. No, you don't. I'm not delirious, Doctor. He... he really is. Claire, uh, just, just relax, Claire. Of course. I'm gonna die anyway. Isn't it so? I'm afraid it is. Good. 
Claire, why did you do it? Well, I... I'm not sure whether I did it on purpose or not. I, I wanted to, but maybe it was an accident. I, or maybe I... Or maybe what? Maybe... One of the ghosts... No, I, I don't think so. I guess it was an accident. I, I'm glad, though. But why? On account of... Melanie. Melanie? Melanie who? Who's Melanie? Melanie is a girl who lived here 170 years ago. What? And who still lives here. It hurts quite a bit, Doctor. You want me to give you some more morphine? I guess not, no. I, I want to tell you things. Well? You won't believe me, of course. You'll think my mind's wandering, won't you? Why? What difference does it make? Yeah, that's right. Nothing makes any difference now. It, it takes a long time dying, doesn't it? After a while, it'll be the time, huh? Pretty soon I'll be a ghost, too. See Melanie. I'd... I'd like a little drink of brandy. Just a second. Now, take it easy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Good brandy. Mmm. <laughs> Wish I could take some of that along. That's good. I wish I could do something for you, Claire. Nothing so. It isn't ugly. Sure, I... I mustn't leave. I... I couldn't come back, you know? I, I have to stay here. I don't understand. I have to stay here, I said. My... My house... What, what was I talking about? Uh, the, the ghost? Oh, yes. I... So I, I try to keep the house like it was in the old days, see, all by myself. It's been fun. And then... Noises. I heard noises. What kind of noises? People beating on the door, rattling the latch every night. I'm not afraid, Doctor. Yeah, I know, I know. I got up, looked all over the house... Noises stopped after a while. It wasn't a dream? No. No dream. Beating on the door someplace. It always sounded like it came from right over there, you see? There isn't any door there, Claire. That's what I thought. <sighs> My hands are cold. I'll build up the fire. No, I, I know what it is. I know it's time, huh? Have I... No, Claire. You haven't got much time, young lady. I have to hurry. I sh shut your eyes so you can see what I saw. I mean, I didn't see it, see, because it was dark, so when you shut your eyes, you'll feel the way I felt. Uh, all right, Claire. All right. I... I walked all over the house... Lights on. No sound. No hammering on the door. No door. I turned off the lights. It starts again. From right over there. I turn on the lights. No door. No noise. 
And then I get an idea. I turn off the lights again. I walk over where this sound comes from. And there is a door. And I... I think I hear a woman crying. And footsteps. And furniture being shoved around. I... I said I wasn't scared, didn't I? Well, I was getting... You'd be scared, too. Finding a door where there isn't any door and there's somebody on the other side. But but that's the outside wall of the house, Claire. No. What? There's a room there. The room where the ghosts live. You see? No, I don't. I didn't know it, too. You got your eyes shut? Yes. If you can hear the noise like I heard it... Loud pounding. People pushing their shoulders against the locked door. And I could smell smoke. You see, I didn't know about the ghosts then. Well, how do you know now? I'm... I'm trying to tell you. I'm sorry. Keep your eyes shut. I want you to feel the way I felt. You wouldn't believe. I reached for the lights again. I turned them on. Nothing happens. Just nothing. Except pounding on the door. Slower now. And the woman crying. And I hear her scream. And she said, She needs help. Help. I I heard her voice again, frightened. Save my loved one, she said. She said, Open the door. So I tried to open it, and it was locked. And they were pounding. She was coughing. And at last, I, I found a key. And I, I yanked the door open. And the, the ghosts came out. The lights came back on. There wasn't any door. There wasn't anybody in the room with me. And then I heard something. Somebody walking across the floor down the hall. So I turned and went down the hall after the footsteps, down, down toward my room, and then I stopped dead. The door to my room closed, and somebody locked it. You you dreamed that? No, it was locked. From the inside. So was every other door in the house. That couldn't be. Try to do it. Open your eyes and try to do it. Go ahead. Claire, I... Nope. Nope. Go ahead. I'll keep on talking. You... You have to believe me. Go ahead. So, what did I do? I lay down here on the Davenport with the lights on and tried to think and nothing made any sense. I get up and I tried the outside door. It was unlocked, so I went outside and I had some crazy idea. Maybe there was a room there. There wasn't, of course. But there were footprints in the snow. A man's footprints. And... And... Girls. This last snow's covered them all up again, I guess. 
Well, what about the doors, Doctor? They're locked. From the inside. You see? Did you hear anything? Did you? Well, I... I thought I heard someone moving. Is that awakening somebody? But it was probably my imagination. No, it wasn't. Look. Listen now. I'm getting so tired. Would you... Would you let me get you some brandy? No. No brandy, no. I... I I came back in. I sat down. And I hardly noticed the lights were off again. And then I heard something else. And I said... Who's there? And a... A woman's voice answered me in the dark. I'm Melanie. Who's Melanie? Once... There was a man in this house in times of old. A Sergeant Morris who was visited by a British officer on Christmas night. He was badly wounded from being held captive by the revolutionaries. He escaped and came here to be hidden by the loyalists who were sympathetic to the crown. Well, he was no patriot. And they would often have to hide... You'd think I'd be surprised, but I wasn't very. I didn't interrupt her. She went on telling me how Morris was a loyalist and how he hid the officers and how the neighbors suspected him, spied on him. Then the time came for Morris to go away, you see. Since I was left alone to bring food to the poor soldiers. And there was a night... When I took their food to them, when I would go to the room, I found the door to be locked from the other side. But soon we'd smell the smoke of the fire. For someone had set fire to the house to destroy his room. So we beat a pawn on the door, but it did not avail us. And so we perished in the fire. I and the British officers. And I was none to know of our fate. And for since we are bound forever in this house. Although I'm not a soldier, I suffered very greatly. And I would thank you for releasing us from this room. For so many times we have cried out, but no one would open the door. And I opened the door, but now all my doors are locked against me. Yes, that means it's their house now. No man can open the door again. I think we'll see about that. They say you must go away. Well, I'm not going away. I should be sorry when you go away. You would? You have released us. I'm grateful. I think... They'd be grateful, too. They are soldiers, madam. They have not forgotten the manner of their death. This is their revenge. That no man shall live in this house. Oh, well, that's fine. I'm to be chased out of my house by a bunch of ghosts. It is so, madam. How do you feel about it? I... I could wish you could always be here, madam. Oh? Yes, madam. But it cannot be. Unless... Unless what? It cannot be. 
If I turn on the lights, could I see you? No, madam. The eyes of the living cannot see us. What did you look like? I... I did have blue eyes. And my hair was dark. And I was not very tall. And my feet were very small. And your clothes? Once I had a gown of taffeta. And it was blue. Like my ears are blue. And there was a cap of lace in my black hair. And I was stuck with a sudden impulse to see this girl. With the black hair and the taffeta dress that matched her eyes. And I jumped up and snapped the lights on. And the room was empty. And so I knew I'd been dreaming. Ah, uh, of course. But I wasn't dreaming, my friend. She came to me the next night. And the next. Oh, it's so cold. Am I dying now? Is this what it feels like? Here, take a little sip of this. <sighs> that help? How much longer? See, I have found myself in love with a ghost. Yes? Melanie. And she left me, doctor. And we talked about it so much. There must be a way out, but there couldn't be a way out. And the others kept telling her I was the one, asking her to go to them. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, to, to go to them and begging to let me stay was the only way. But she told me, they said, no, they made a pact between themselves and, and they'd not alter it. The time was getting short. They were sorry, they said, but... But then last night she came to me again, when the snow was piling deeper and deeper around the windows, and I said, Melanie, I can't go now. Can't they see that? And she said, I have spoken again to the coronel. And what did he say? He will come to you, he said. And why? He will not speak to the living. But what good does the... I don't know. He said he will come to you. When? Tonight. Do not speak. See, Madame, the Colonel. I have the honor to present, Madame, the Lieutenant Colonel Robert Charles Graves of His Majesty's 17th Regiment of Foot. Monsieur wishes to present his compliments to you and to say to you that he has taken counsel with his fellow officers. No, do not speak. Madame, the colonel wishes me also to say that he and his fellow officers have come to a decision in the matter of yourself. They honor you for your devotion to me and they beg me to supply you with means of assuring your permanent residence in this house. Madame, the colonel begs you accept as a token of his esteemed thanks. I... I turn on the lights. It was there on the floor. Flintlock pistol loaded. Personal gift from Robert Charles Graves, 1744. Still, I held it a long time. Turn off the lights. Called her. No answer. Talked to her. Told her I loved her. 
I wasn't brave enough. But I said I loved her. I do. I cried. No. No, I, I didn't. I didn't do it. No, I didn't. Along toward... Along toward morning, I heard footsteps again. Boots. Sword. Spurs clinking. I knew who it was. I said, Hello, Colonel. Said, Colonel, thankfully I'm not crazy enough. Always love her, Colonel. I said, That's it. Here's your pistol. I'm a coward. Oh. Drink, please. And then I wake up here. Daylight. See, if Colonel Graves could only show me a way out, couldn't the fella pull the trigger for me? And then I could see her. Taffeta dress and her blue eyes. And then she... of today's Quiet Please story is The Room Where the Ghosts Live. It was written by Willis Cooper, directed by Chuck and Megan Mara, and the woman who spoke to you was Jessica Lee. And Astrid Buchon played Melanie. William Attaway was the doctor. This episode of Quiet Please was originally broadcast on January 12, 1948 by the Mutual Broadcasting System. Now for a word about next week, Chuck Mara. We have an unusual mystery story for you on our next appearance. A story in which you yourself play a most important part. It's called, How Are You, Pal? I hope you'll listen, pal. And so until next week, at this same time, I am quietly yours, Jessica Lee. Quiet Please comes to you from Los Angeles and is produced by Foley Mara Studios. 